Hello, fantasy football community. It's your host, Nate McAllister, bringing to you another Fantasy On Tap podcast, a podcast where we talk about beer and fantasy football. Today, unfortunately, my boy James Boogie Borges will not be joining us on the show because it's been extremely difficult to get our schedules to align, but he will be back for the top 10 wide receivers, so check us out on that one. I did want to get something out to you guys, though, so I kind of have a uh, fantasy tap light if you will, all the full fantasy on tap flavor, half the calories. Uh, the beer I wanted to talk about was a beer that I had this weekend. It was Anderson Valley Brewing Company's Cerveza Crema. Um, this was a cream ale, 5.0 ABV, uh, from Boonville, California. This is an extremely smooth beer with a creamy finish. I really enjoyed it to the last drop. Um, it was very difficult to explain this beer and how it tasted to a co-worker today but uh, the best I could say is it kind of had like a vanilla notes in it you could taste um, almost no bite you really could not take taste any hoppiness in this beer so if that's what you're looking for I wouldn't go after it but if you've never had a cream ale give these guys a shot it was a it was a really good beer give her a try now it's time to tap that fantasy keg Remember, everything we talk about will be half point per reception scoring format. I wanted to kind of break down the Seattle Seahawks backfield for 2019. In 2018, it was led by Chris Carson, who had a monster season. 1,300 yards from scrimmage, 9 touchdowns, good enough for running back 15. I was all over Carson last year. He was falling in drafts, you are getting him at great value, and I benefited from everyone else passing up on him and being scared of Rashad Penny, which I wasn't at all. This year, though, is a different story. Carson's going off the board, his average draft position, which I still think is really fair draft position for a number one running back, is 50 overall. That's the 24th running back off the board. That's pretty outrageous with the other running backs that are going around him, and I think it's a really good value still. But I really am high on Rashad Penny this year. Last year, he kind of came into camp with that injury, uh, struggled a little bit to get onto the field, and just didn't have a good start to his rookie campaign. This year, though, he's got, he has a great average draft position, which is 76. He's 76 person off the board, 33rd running back off the board. He didn't put out eye-popping stats last year. He only had 85 carries for 419 yards and two touchdowns. He had 12 targets, turned into nine receptions for 75 yards. It was a pretty solid season for the sample size that you have. He averaged 0.7 points per touch, which was the same as Chris Carson did last year. The really big reason why I like this backfield and like the penny pick is because Mike Davis is now gone. Mike Davis had 112 carries, 514 yards, four touchdowns on the ground, 42 targets, 34 receptions for 214 yards and another touchdown. A lot of that work could go to Rashad Penny, which would make the dual threat backfield that Pete Carroll keeps talking about be valuable. So there, I could envision a situation where both running backs are capable running backs and could be plugged into fantasy lineups. Carson could be the lead dog, um, score all most of the touchdowns, catch some balls out of the backfield and be a good running back too. And Penny would most likely be a flex play. That's the worst case scenario I see happening for Penny this year. Best case scenario though, is I think that he outshines Carson, takes over the job, or 
something happens to Carson. I mean, we never wish injury on anyone. That's not what we're hoping for, and I'm not predicting injury, but Carson has had some trouble staying on the field. And this would be a prime opportunity if Rashard Penny had the entire backfield to himself. He's a dynamic back. If you watched any games last year, you know that Rashad Penny is a dynamic back and he makes great plays. He's a lot more elusive than Chris Carson and he's just not that thumper that just runs downhill like Carson kind of did. Seattle Seahawks also had a very good system for a running back. There's a reason why a lot of people are flocking to this and saying that both these running backs can have value. It's because the Seattle Seahawks ran the ball more than any team in the league last year at a league high 52% of the time they ran the ball. They averaged 33 times per game, 33 rushes per game. That was second best in the league. Only downfall is the Seahawks kind of had an average offensive line in rushing terms, maybe a little bit above average. They ranked 12th in rushing offensive line, but not in the power department. The power department is where they stood tall. In short yardage situations, which are situations that are goal line or within two yards, they succeeded 78% of the time, which was the league best. Seattle backs were also only stuffed. Stuffed is getting zero yards or negative yards. 14% of the time, which was in the top 10. The Seahawks will be returning four of their five starters. They did lose J.R. Sweezy to the Cardinals, but... They have Mikey Apati, a two-time All-Pro, perennial Pro Bowler. He is a little bit long in the tooth, but he's still a mauler up front, which is going to help that Seahawks kind of rush mentality that they have over there. I love the fact that Russell Wilson is their quarterback. Any quarterback who can run the ball and is a rushing threat, they have to key one of their linebackers or safety on this man, um, and they have to really respect the bootleg so they can't just pile down on the, on the running back coming up the middle, so that's going to help any running back in the system. I wouldn't be opposed to you taking either of the running backs in the system. I think that they're both very good values. They have absolutely zero competition over with JD McKissick. It's a two dog show over there. It's going to be either they both get a good chunk of the carries and it's a true split backfield like Carol says, or one of them is going to outshine the other and they're going to end up giving the ball to the hot hand. Personally, I love Carson's ADP at 50 overall, but I feel much safer taking the running back that I think has just as much upside at pick 76. I feel like Penny's explosiveness and first round pedigree will eventually beat out the seventh round pick Chris Carson. So you heard it here. Invest in one of those extremely talented running backs in Seattle that are extremely undervalued and are going to get a ton of work. All right, guys, like I said, this was going to be a short episode, just a little something, something to keep the lips wet before we get into our big time wider, top 10 wide receivers. And until next time, that's what's on tap. Like we said last time, James and I are extremely appreciative to all the listens we get and all the support. Follow us on Instagram at fantasy on tap.